Do you want to play in the red zone or shoot one into the gap? How about we just take it easy and just pull up from mid-range? Whatever activity you're into, we've got you covered. And our coverage is tight. Welcome to Sports Hub. This is madness! Madness. This is Sports Hub! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sports Hub. I'm your host, John Longton, here with my co-host, Ben Soren. Oh, I'm supposed to talk? You're supposed to fucking talk. Oh, my bad, my bad. I'm so sorry. What are you doing over there? Uh, I'm not going Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Let's do that again. We're not. Okay. Uh, looking for a new co-host now is John. <laughs> uh, we also get Ben Fontana on the line. He is a Cleveland reporter. Was at the All-Star Game last night, the Homer Derby the night before. And Ooh, man. this man, with LeBron James. This man, he's got some stories to tell. We'll get to that, but um, yeah. So let's just jump right into it, shall we? All right, Ben Soren, you can actually take those headphones off. We're we're talking to each other now. I'm just so used to it from the day job. Yeah, I know. All right, so uh, Ben, before we start talking sports, man, you had a little bit of a controversy and uh, a family death. Oh my god! Can I label it a family death? You can. Le- uh, yesterday, coming into today, or was yeah. that? It was yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. All oh. right, so. Um, tell the listeners what happened, man. Oh my, I mean, I don't want to make so light of your situation. Right are you I, laughing already? I don't, no, Are you no, laughing no, no. already? No, no, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. All right, all I right, can all still right. taste them. Jesus Christ. All right, what happened? So, all right, so my girlfriend, I, I mean, I got to do the right thing. So my girlfriend has always wanted a chinchilla. 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 A rodent. Um, an exotic animal. Exotic animal. Yeah, all please. Right. My mom called it a rodent, too, and it really <laughs> offended me. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so she already always wanted a chinchilla. Uh, I figured if a chinchilla was going to put a smile on her face, let's do it up. So, right. uh Sunday was a beautiful day. I was about to blink cornhole. She just seemed sad, so I said, you know what? Let's get this chinchilla. So we we spent the day shopping around. Uh, we found the perfect one. You shopped beautiful. around for shopped chinchilla? Around. Man, they're expensive. How many places did you go to look for a fucking chinchilla? Uh, three. Three? Three different places. Name the places. Uh, two unnamed and then PetSmart. Two unnamed? Yeah, I'm not It was gonna... like somebody's basement? No, no, no. They like were slinging rep- chinchillas? They were reputable, but I don't want to bring up their names for other reasons. All right. So we'll one of that. which was in a mall. Let's get legal on this. Okay. Um... So we end up going with PetSmart. Uh, I sort of blame myself because the other places were pretty expensive, three, dollars $400 for the chinchilla. And we called ahead to PetSmart to see if we can get them cheaper. Because, like, the setup, the cage, the food, the hay, the sawdust, the bats, the home, what the is toys. It? Do, do you let a chinchilla run around the house? You do. But you also that you give them, like, a home base, a cage. But they chew uh, everything. It's like what a if, ferret. Um, no. Ferrets are more, like, about you and they want to be, like, on top of you. Chinchillas want to be left alone. It's like a then, guinea pig. 
Um, less ferocious than a guinea pig. All right. And they just want to run around. They oh, want, it's like a chinchilla. Yeah, like a chinchilla. Exactly oh, okay. like a chinchilla. Uh, <laughs> so, like, the setup alone was $400. Right. All right. And we were like, well, $300, $400 for a chinchilla. Wait, 400. set up? Set up. Like a the cage, cage is cage fucking $400? With, a cage is like 270 Cage and the shavings and all that shavings other? Shavings like 40 bucks. What kind of cage? Was it a glass cage? No, or? it's a three. it was a three-story hotel. It was. Shut uh, up. I swear. It you was, bought it, this? Yeah, it was beautiful. All right, keep going with the story. So you bring home this chinchilla. We we eventually get the chinchilla from PetSmart. Yeah. Um, we went that route because it was only 150 bucks. Okay. And <laughs> you, I, you I cheaped myself. out. Yeah, we, I cheaped out. You bought out. the clearance rack chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we should have known that something was up. We walk in and uh, the manager, the guy that I didn't know he was the manager until today um, or yesterday, actually. Um, we walked in. We said, hey, we called. Um, you know, we asked about chinchillas. He's like, yeah, unfortunately, um, they're not doing too well. We have two, but they're in the back right now. So what? I was like, what? We just called. They said that they were here. He's like, yeah, I don't really feel comfortable selling them. So we were like, what the fuck? So we walked around. We went to the spot where they were. And as we were looking at their empty cage, uh, the woman was bringing one out. And I was like, is that is he okay? Because the guy said, she's like, nah, he doesn't know what he's talking about, blah, blah. It's great. He was just warm. He needs to be cool. They need to be kept at like 70 degrees. It's a little warm in here. It was. It was really hot on Sunday. Okay. So I was like, all right, so can we play with him? Yeah, let's let's see. They have what's called a chinchiller. It's basically like a marble Shut slab. The fuck it's up. a marble slab that you keep in the freezer and then they roll around and they spin. They're adorable. It's so cute. All right. So uh, they put him on that. He was playful up and at it. He was so soft. He was loving on us. So we're like, let's go. We're doing it. Right. So. We took him home. He was awesome. He was like, we opened up the refrigerator. He was spinning on the refrigerator door like he was loving the cool. Let me pause the story for a second. Okay. You named this chinchilla. We did. Uh, well, my girlfriend Paige named him. Uh, we named him Chico. Chico. And so that's a Spanish sort of name. And okay. while that was being named, my friend Dustin Hernandez called. And I was like, you know what? Chico Hernandez sounds right. Ironically enough, I put in the Aaron. So we made it Prince Chico Aaron Hernandez. Prince Chico. So already the thing's fucking it's, tarnished it's, it's, before it's, you even get it out of the. So this that's the ironic part is okay. that I named him Chico Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, we all know, killed himself in right. his cell. In and his possessed cage. your in his cage. Fucking. Um. So that's probably where where we went wrong. So, uh, Chico was great. Played with him the first day. We loved him. That was Sunday. Uh, Monday, we played with him in the morning. We both went to work. We were so excited all day. We're like. You know, let's get home. I can't wait to see him, you know, take the sawdust bath, play in the fridge. Um, what? Yeah, he plays in the fridge. Like, he rolls around, you know? He likes Jesus cool. Christ. What so, about a dog or something? We're not home enough for the dog. Okay. Okay, it's, it's what a What about lot. a cat? No. no. All right. I'm not a cat. I see where you draw the line. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we get home Monday. He, wasn't, he didn't want to play. He was, like, hiding. He wasn't really eating. We gave him an apple. They uh, Chinchillas are prone to becoming diabetic, so, like, you got to be careful with the food what? that you give them. Uh, it's a whole other story. So you got to limit their sugar. So You're just signing up for a vet bill. You give them doing. rose petals, hay, and pellets. That's all they eat. Occasionally, they can have like an apple, you know, some kind of fruit. But Sounds like really. a diva. Yeah, it really is. A diva rodent. Never heard of one. He, um, right. We decided to go in the shower um, separately if our parents are watching. Uh, listening. Listening. Uh, listening. No one's trying no to one. picture that okay. anyway. So. Um, and when we're in the shower, all of a sudden, separately, uh, it sounds like he's having a grand old time. I'm like, what is he throwing things around? He decides to come out now. Um, I get out of the shower and I just have to go check on him and I see blood spots all over this, all, all over the place. Jesus. Like, what did he do? I'm like, I'm looking at his paws. I'm looking at his mouth. I didn't know if he bit something. I'm like, I go to grab a paper towel to clean up the blood because I couldn't find any on him. And Paige picks him up and she goes, Ben. And she shows me and like his 
anus, his butt. He was bleeding out of his asshole. Yeah. I thought, to be honest, I thought that he had bit his dick off. That's what it looked what like. It looked like his balls fuck? were hanging out of his side. So she's freaking out. I'm freaking out. We both get dressed. So now this, I will this say, is though, f- I did put cologne on before we went to the vet. I had to. You always have cologne on. I don't understand. So I grab a wet paper towel and I hold him trying to push the, what I thought was penis slash intestine into the spot. Uh, Chinchillas can't get wet. So I was very, I wasn't even thinking though. because And this thing can't get wet on top of all this other shit? If their fur gets wet, then Did you do any research on this fucking thing? We did all the research on it. You did all this research and you're like, you know, let's get one. Let's do it anyway. Let's try it. Jesus Christ. So put the wet paper towel, holding his intestines and everything in place. Get him to the vet right away. Uh, we had him go take him to the emergency vet because it was late at night. It was ER vet. That's ER, twice the fucking uh, price. Three times the price. Jesus. Right? So this story they, is getting worse. They get and him worse. in like uh, an oxygen tank. They, uh, they an oxygen tank. Yeah, dude. They got the sedative. Oh my god. Dude. Uh, gets anesthesia and he eventually goes in for emergency surgery for what's called a pro- emergency surgery. A prolapse rectum. So basically, his innards were coming out of his butt. So they have to go inside and they stitch a circular stitch pattern. Big enough to let poop out, but not let the intestines out. Okay, so the diet had to be even more on point. Um, we sat there till 4:30 in the morning when they eventually released him back to us. He was completely sedated. Um, they gave it to us in like a, a polar fleece and a warming bag, and they're like, "He's gonna be great. You know, you won't eat a cone. Be on top of him. You know, blah blah." blah. So I was 4:30. We get home. Um, we held him. We said kisses. You know, I was like, "Well, now he's really gonna love us. You know, he's definitely, you know, probably owes us." And two hours later, 6.30 in the morning, I woke up to check on him, and I went to the cage, and he was passed. So I, he was trying to breathe, um, and my first instinct was to start performing emergency. You're fucking gross, CPR dude. CPR. So you're making out show. with a rat. Not making out. I was doing rescue breathing. Jesus Christ. Um, Did you break a sternum? How many MT? No, I was doing compressions on, like, the upper zyphoid. No, you're doing it wrong. I, so that's why he's still not <laughs> fucking alive right so now. So they have really brittle bones. If you actually break their bones, uh, they'll die. So it's like in their defense. You gotta squish the heart like a sponge, bro. Yeah, it's I was, one or the other. I was doing the two finger press, man. Trust me, I was doing it right. Did, I was you, getting, did you squeeze the heart? I was getting heart? motion in the lungs. I was getting, you know, exhales. Um, I was right. doing compression for like 15 minutes. Eventually, you know, I had to pass and Paige had to go right to work. So she left and I. Could, How's she doing? Is she it was tough, distraught? Man. We're both distraught, man. It's sad. You had Dude, it for two days. As, I, no, we had, had it for less than two days. And it was crazy, but. We truly care. We tried to invest. We tried to be the best parent, and we wanted to give him a good home. We want to oh, get him out of there, God. you know. And you know me, I, I get close pretty All right. quickly. I got a good question for okay. you. Now, what you do with the with the body? Did you bury it, flush it? So I first, I did not flush. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking stab you. Um, I so Paige went to work. I tried to continue rescue breathing and compressions for a solid 45 minutes. Dead, you know he's dead at I that know, point. After five, it's over. And then I actually laid with him on the floor because I felt so bad, and I felt bad for her. I felt that I tried to do such a good thing for her, and this came back to bite me, and I was so mad. And like, it was also at this point like 7:15, and I already saw that PetSmart didn't open up till nine. I'd called the vet and the girl that was. Yeah, did you there. get your money back from all this shit? So PetSmart was really cool. They actually um, they reimbursed me for everything. Even I, the vet? Not the vet yet. So I've been in contact with corporate, and then oh I spoke to them today, God. and they'll get back to me by Friday. So hopefully so you get your money back. I got my money back for the supplies, the food, all that, you know, the cage, all that kind of stuff. The $500 emergency vet bill Jesus for our one-pound, two-month-old chinchilla. Is 500 buccarones, huh? Yeah. I, my mom was not happy when I told her. Jesus Christ, dude. Um, yeah. So are you going to get another one? We were talking about it. Yeah. Um, Maybe if you name this one Tom Brady, it'd stay alive. 
I don't think so, and nor would I ever call it Tom Brady. I think to you be called honest, it Aaron Hernandez. To be honest, that's the irony is that he. Died it is the cage. irony. However, I'm gonna do Chico right. Call it Stephen A. Smith. I'm gonna do Chico right, and I'm gonna get a big memorial. Chico two. No, I'm gonna get a big memorial Chico tattoo. I think. Shut the fuck up. I swear, man. I've Shut been, the fuck up. I've already up. been looking up Chico. You might as well get a fucking face tattoo while you're at I'm it. I'm not getting a face tattoo, but think about the shit I have on my body already. You think that's something that meant that much to me? I Jesus wouldn't. Christ. You know, I don't have a single tattoo. I know you don't. You probably couldn't handle the pain. You probably have a tram stamp. I do have a tram stamp. You do stamp. have a tram It's a big it's Miami. called Dimples, asshole. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so. He's just chinchilla now. He's in heaven chinchilla. So what'd you do with the body? All right. So I put it in the box that we had gotten him in from PetSmart and brought him back. Yeah. And. When I walked in, man, I was so fucking pissed. Did you say, can I return this? No. This <laughs> annoying old woman Kate was the first woman I saw. She wasn't working there. She's like, ooh, what's in that box? Is that a cat? Like, I was like, no, ma'am. And she goes, let me see it. I was like, ma'am, it's not a cat. You don't want to see what's in the box. She goes, I love animals. What's in the box? I'm like, it's my fucking dead chinchilla. You don't want to see it. Get out of my fucking way. I was so mad, dude. Like, nine, it's like 9.01. She's already at PetSmart. They open up at 9 and you are already leaving. Oh what the fuck God. were you getting? I was just so pissed. And I was like, I don't want to fucking talk to you. It's a fucking dead chinchilla. Oh, my and God. So the manager, when I said to the, the cashier, she heard that. She, I was like, can I please talk to your manager? Um, the man who first told me, you don't want them. I'm not going to sell them to you. He winds up being the store manager. Yeah. So I was like, he oh, sounds I like listened. he knew what the fuck should've he was talking about. Should have listened to him, you know? And he said, he's like, oh, he didn't make it. You shouldn't have bought the he clearance said, for like, Action Chiller. You shouldn't. He, he didn't make it, did he? Like, he said it like that. I was like, nah, he didn't. He Told didn't. you so. So I'm like, do you want to see him? He goes, no, I'm good. Leave him in the cart right there. So oh my God. I got the cart with everything and I brought everything in. And then he just left it off to the side in like aisle two while he did the returns with me. God knows if people are opening up the box while he was doing the return with me. But uh, why don't you get a, um, a fucking hedgehog? Hedgehogs are horrible. They are. Do you remember Josh and Benny? They had a hedgehog. Oh, didn't he eat its own eyeball or some yeah, shit? Yeah, it was horrible. Ah. They're horrible pets, man. They try to kill you. That's what they do. Do they? Yeah, they're horrible. Why don't you get a ferret? I said that was what I said to Paige last night. Let's get a ferret. At least it'll love us. It'll a ferret, love. yeah. I said if he's we're gonna, gonna hide do this your again. fucking keys. Or is what now he's gonna I do. want a fucking mosaic chinchilla. They're like extremely rare. <sighs> Jesus they're white Christ. like silver. It's got to eat a special type of flower. She wants a chinchilla, man. I'm, I, she gets what she wants. You're a provider. I understand. You're a provider. Um, yeah. I'm done with the chinchilla bit. R.I.P. Chica. Okay, we have a groundbreaking segment coming up right now. We're going to open up the phone lines and get on a guest. This is our new Cleveland correspondent. This is Ben Fontana. I've known the kid for, I'd say, a good seven years now. Graduated from Syracuse Newhouse. Great kid. He is out in Cleveland. He covers the Cavs. He covers the Browns. He covers the Indians and anything sports in Cleveland. So he was just at the Home Run Derby, just at the All-Star Game. I'm so jealous of this fucking kid, but let's, let's get him on. Hey, Ben. What's up, Chun? What's up, brother? How you been? I'm good, dude. How about you? I'm all right. Not bad. Just uh, trying to get this little podcast in. Um, you're on with my co-host as well. Uh, this is Ben Soren. Say hi, Ben. What's going on, Ben? How are you? Hey. All right. So, Ben, thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy day. I know you had a busy past couple of days with All-Star. It's not called All-Star Weekend, but All-Star Break. How, how, first off, what, what stood out the most to you at All-Star Break in Cleveland? What was the best experience? Oh, man. That's tough. I, there was, like, so much going on honestly uh it's kind of overwhelming so obviously the game was yesterday but it all kind of started like late last week like thursday friday and you see all the banners in town you see like all the signage up everywhere and it was just kind of like it took over the city which i think is exactly what major league baseball and the city of cleveland kind of wanted but i think what kind of stood out to me was 
was probably the Derby on Monday night. Uh, despite, you know, the game and all the moments it had, I think the Derby was, was probably the most special for me as not only a fan, but someone, you know, in the media. I thought it was dope. I, it was, it was kind of cool. So. Where, where were you set up in the Derby? Where were you sitting for that? Uh, I was in the press box, which, uh, so they had like two press boxes actually. So the main press box is kind of uh, a little bit down the third baseline behind home plate because the TV and the radio is right behind home plate. But for the All-Star game, and I experienced this in the World Series in 2016 too, they had a second press box uh, for like big events that was all the way down the first baseline. So I was kind of in the, uh, right behind the right field foul pole. So I saw all of Vlad Jr.'s home runs fly out to left, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> nice, nice. I, I saw you were on the field a little bit too. You had a video on Twitter. Did you get it? Did you get to interact with any anybody on the field and, and make a few friends while you're out there? Uh, yeah, honestly, it's like a whole big like networking event. So you kind of you kind of have to. Um, Player wise, I talked to Cody Bellinger only because. So I don't know if you guys followed JP Sportman, but uh, I have a friend who's friends with JP and was like, "Yo, ask Cody about JP," and I was like, "All right." So I asked Cody about him. I was also told to talk to uh, Matt Chapman, but I didn't get a chance to talk to him. And then, uh, most importantly, I talked to Tim Kirkchen, who I'm sure uh, you guys know well. I actually, uh, is friend, are, is, uh, I'm friends with his son, so me and Tim caught up a little bit, and that was fun. So. No kidding. Yeah, didn't uh, the Sportman, didn't both the brothers play at Hudson Valley? Yeah, yeah, for, for like for a minute, and then, then JP went to Central Connecticut. Yep, I think I covered one of them while they were there. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing to have that right in your backyard per, per se. How, how, let's just talk about your your career in general when you went to Cleveland. You went during the same time LeBron went back, right? I, I literally moved out to Cleveland like the month after LeBron came back because all of a sudden there was this kind of me this need in the media to like cover a lot more things, and then Cleveland kind of became like the place. You know, Cavs make four straight finals. The Browns still suck, says whatever. But now that the Browns are good, it's kind of fun that I'm out there. You know, my career, thankfully, I got super lucky because I went out to Cleveland to, to work in the radio part-time, and it kind of uh, evolved into a full-time gig for me. So I got, I got really lucky in that sense. But in the same sense, Cleveland's growing, and they kind of needed the position that, that I'm in to, to cover all these big events because we got the uh, NFL draft in two years. So it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's, it's fun to be out here. I want to say that you were the first domino to fall in Cleveland. Can I say that? Sure. Yeah, it wasn't LeBron or anything. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. LeBron followed you. He saw what happened, and he's like, "You know what? I gotta follow him." Right. I should be. I sh- so I should be in LA now, then, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Well, getting back, getting back to the home run derby and all that stuff. Do you think Vlad got ripped off? Do I think Vlad got ripped off? No, I think he just got tired. Honestly. Right. I think. Stop. I think everyone in the press box Stop. is saying the same thing. It's like this is really fun to watch, but we're not going to be surprised if he loses. And and my uh, the guy I work with who who was writing stuff on the website. Uh, he was like, I've got this whole story written on Vlad Jr. dominating the night, winning the all-run derby. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, we're going to the finals. Like, Alonzo's been, like, ripping him all night. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm going to post this story. I'm going to publish it as soon as it's over. And then he's like, are you kidding me? Like, Alonzo's going to win this thing. I'm like, yeah, man. Uh, no, he just got tired, if that's your question. Isn't that the worst when you have a story ready to go? That's happened to me on Deadline before, where I'm like, already ready to go, and my deadline's in like a half an hour, and then boom, you got to start from scratch, which is terrible. Yeah, and it's kind of tough because like we want something written before we have to like we're on the like the fourth level of progressive field, like where the All Star game was, right? And then so we have to go all the way down to the main, like below the main level, to field level, to get to the clubhouse and get to the press conference room. So we're kind of like in a little bit of a bind there. Like, can we stay up for five minutes, or do we have to rush downstairs? Yesterday we got lucky because we wrote a story about Bieber striking out the side, 
and then he just happened to win MVP, so it was kind of like, oh, we already have this story written, we're just going to add the quotes to it, so we went downstairs and, and did all that, but yeah, it, trust me, it happens way more than you think that stories change at the last minute, and it sucks, but it's, it's part of the fun. It's part of the biz. Ben, I, yeah. I, I got to interrupt you, I'm sorry, it's Ben here. Um, you said he got tired. Do you think that that's means right there for a change in the format? I mean, the man destroyed the home run record by 30 home runs and doesn't get recognized. Yeah, no, I mean, first of all, he's only making like half a million dollars this they, year, which, they both you are. know, he just got to call up. Makes sense. He would, he would be happy with that million. Alonso is too. But to answer your question, yeah, 100%, they should definitely change the format because I like the way it used to be with the, the 10 outs and, I don't know, that's, that's kind of nostalgia speaking. But, yeah, I mean, Vlad needs to be recognized. You could be total home runs. You can be whatever, but there should be – you know, as the game evolves, remember when Josh Hamilton hit all those home runs yeah, a couple years yeah, ago? Twenty-eight. And he didn't win, right? I mean, so I mean, it, it kind of needs to evolve as the game does. I feel like they should still have a bracket, but eventually it needs to change. It needs to change whether it be like it's just total number or they uh, maybe the first round just do overall top four high, like advance, like the dunk contest, you know, but to just put them out there, how is it fair that somebody who, I mean, the round that we saw between Jock and Vlad alone you know that that put everybody you know out of their seat i feel like 40 to 39 they were 79 home runs hit you know it, it was two in that it, it was a lightning it was, Jock it, it was kind of fun too that jock was a lefty and glad already so both sides of the field were getting it and it was Spray. wow it, Spray. it was kind of a different experience like it was yeah it was dope yeah, that's a good way of looking at it um i know you couldn't really watch the game on tv but did you see this new mic'd up aspect that they're getting pretty interactive with that did you, did you catch any of that stuff yeah, I, I caught a couple clips of it. I saw Freddie Freeman. So, like, there, there's TVs in the press box, uh, like, right behind. If you just, like, walk out to, like, grab a drink of water or some popcorn or whatever, like, yeah. there's TVs. So I kind of walked in when I heard that Lindor was mic'd up and he was talking, like, while he was playing the field, which I thought was fun. And then, yeah, I saw the Freeman bit on Twitter after. So uh, I thought that was – they should do that more. I mean, obviously, sometimes you can't, but I think that's going to bring some fans in. I, I hope that this weekend brought fans in in general, but – that aspect of it, being former play-by-play guy and seeing like some of the kids like not get into it, that's how you get people into it. You, you know, you get closer to the players that way. And the NBA does it with the mic'd up, and you know, why not maybe have a manager or like a starting pitcher who's just sitting on the bench just mic'd up for the whole game? I think that could be fun, right? Right. They had said they announced today that it was actually the lowest-rated All-Star game. Really? In, in I don't time. believe that at all. I didn't believe it either, and they announced it tonight. I couldn't believe huh. it. What's your source? ESPN. Really? ESPN Radio. I, I thought like last night was great. I pretty much thought that everyone was tuned in last night. I think our friends were tuned in. Yeah, you're right. Everybody else is probably watching. <laughs> yeah, everyone we follow on Twitter. Guys, everybody right? else was watching like Chicago Fire or whatever they put on Wednesday. No, no, no everyone else is binge, uh, binge watching Stranger Things. Is that, that's probably what pretty they were much. Doing. But uh, you, you got to get that out of the way before, like I did. You know, right. I knew that it was coming. So. Did you burn through it already? Oh yeah, man! I watched like three episodes on July Fourth because it was raining out here in Cleveland for like. Just a couple hour window that like I could watch it before fireworks. And Can you not spoil I it? I finished the rest before Sunday. Yeah, so don't, don't I'm, spoil I'm it. Done if you want to spoil it, yeah. Yeah, please don't spoil it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of watching an episode here or there in in my leisure okay. and and just I'll probably be done with it by like three days from now to be honest. I'm probably just gonna go on a freaking tear. But um, yeah, man. Uh, just want to say uh, thanks for taking the time out and, and calling us. Can can you be our Cleveland correspondent from now on? Can I can I give you that 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 term? Yeah, dude, anytime you want me to, I'll come on and join you guys. Oh, you're going to ask me about the Rubik, no? You know, I was going to segue to that. That's actually the original <laughs> reason why I called you. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Now, how many goddamn notifications did you have on Twitter after this whole charade? 
I, I didn't even count. Basically, well, okay, so like PMT Sports Biz, a guy Jake, we like went to college, not at the same time, but we worked at the same college radio station, and he texted me. He's like, hey, like I, I see you're covering the game. Same thing that you did. Like it's like, hey, can like can I have some of your stuff? I'll give you credit. I'm like, yeah, man, of course, sure, why not? And next thing I know, I'm like blowing up, and I'm like, you know what? I'm closing my personal Twitter, and I kept up like my station Twitter that I run, and I just checked it after the game. It's a, it's at 20 plus, so I'm thinking it was a little more than 20 plus because I didn't know that like Robel had hadn't got into it with them. And it's funny because I like took those pictures like a week or two ago, had forgotten about it, didn't even know Ravel did his like pacing thing, and then I had the Ruben that that last night. So like it kind of came full circle and. Let's say it was like over a thousand notifications, but I, I kind of turned it off. Well, you know what's um, you know what's funny is I actually have Ravel's number from when I was producing Big Board Sports. He was on a couple times, and yeah. I text him to see if you want to come on tonight to dispute the Ruben, how you spell it, whatever the hell is going on. But uh, yeah. long story short, he didn't get back to me. Uh, he's a, he's a busy guy. I saw him in the mascot locker room last night. It's like it was between the NL and the AL clubhouse. And I saw him, like, showing someone something on his phone, and I was going to say something to him, and I'm like, you know what, next time. <laughs> Have you met him? Does he know who you are? No, no, I don't think I've ever met him, or I've ever introduced myself, so. Did you listen to the uh, part of my take from yesterday? I, I listened to it this morning, yeah. I uh, I, heard, I heard them get into it. They, they didn't mention my name, but I think they're, they're happy that they just uh, got on Rebel's nerves, which is fine. I mean, I enjoy his content, right? I mean... I just I know what they're trying to do, and it's funny, and they're just kind of making fun of the, the whole thing. But personally, I'm just happy that uh, PMT got, got in on the Ruben game because uh, that was a funny moment. And honestly, I think on that picture that he shared that got like 5,000 likes or whatever, that's the only place that it's misspelled. <laughs> Everywhere really? else in the park, it was spelled correctly. I just think it was on that one day where they introduced the food. No <laughs> so kidding. Kind of funny when, when you look at it. but uh, That's so funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. Now, where does that rank in uh, all-time uh, moments in your career so far? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know if it's like super high, but <laughs> yeah, it's just a funny moment. I, I've, I've covered the NBA Finals. I think that was probably like number one, like being in the locker room. Are you sure that. the Ruben's not higher than that? The Ruben is not higher than that. No, I mean it was it was a fun moment, but <laughs> I wouldn't call it like. No, I'm just I'm just messing, dude. I obviously know that uh, <laughs> covering the NBA Finals and the World Series and and well, I. I I think if I were you, I'd be more excited for the uh, Cleveland Brown training camp. That, that there we go. that's that's, yeah, that's that's that'll be wild. I, I, don't, I, I think it's kind of going to be like a zoo. So I, I heard you're actually going to be representing Duke Johnson. Me? Yeah, yeah. yeah he needs an agent. He, he, he fired Kristen Campbell. I feel like he's ready for you. <laughs> uh, if he needs representation, you can call me. I love that ten percent. But what, uh, what is I, going I'm on not there? Qualified to do that, unfortunately. What What is he thinking? Does he really think he's worth more than fifteen and a half million dollars? Yeah, I think he really does, and I think he showed it, but he's not going to get traded because the Browns need a uh, running back for the first eight weeks for exactly. three months. So, <laughs> Somebody has know, to back up Mitch. wait to get paid and hope he doesn't get hurt. So. Yeah, I mean, he really, I mean, he has five touchdowns in four years, so he thinks he deserves $16, 20000000 million. I mean, it blows well, my mind. Well, at least for the Browns, while they were, like, sucky, I think that he was the right piece. I don't know how we do on a good team and a good offense. I mean, but maybe New England. He, he, he's a good pass. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? It's... I think he's worth maybe not fifteen million, but he's worth more than he's getting paid now. So, oh. all right. I guess we're going to leave you with the Duke Johnson question. But um, <laughs> hey, call me back about Cleveland anytime. I'm not like boys with Odell, but I'm sure I'll be up close and personal with him. So you can hit me back anytime. All right, sounds good. Maybe we'll take the show on the road and get us some press passes for training camp, and we'll just take it from there. You know, 
Anytime, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, Ben. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, take it easy, John. See you guys. All right, take care, brother. All right, we got to hit a quick break. We'll be right back after a word from one of our sponsors. Are you tired of getting jerked around by Oberto, Slim Jim, and Jack Lynx? Well, look no further. Hello, friends. My name is John Longton, owner and operator of Circle Jerk Enterprises. Circle Jerk is a special type of jerk that is handmade and will really satisfy your crave for that next jerk. Where can you find that special jerk, you ask? You can find me, Circle Jerk, in the Capital Region on street corners, public restrooms, and your local watering holes. It's my life goal to Circle Jerk everyone in the Capital Region one person at a time. Satisfaction guaranteed. The three-time world champions take on the European champions. Who will be crowned the best team in the world today? Oh, now the challenge on Morgan by Van der Kracht. The boot was high in the air. VAR check is going on. Very, very high indeed from Stephanie Van der Kracht. Penalty. It's Rapino against Feynendal. It's 1-0. The USA won. The Netherlands nil. Helped on by Mewis to Lavelle. The game's opening up. Rose Lavelle. Lovely run. Great goal. Brilliant goal. Rose Lavelle might have won the World Cup for the United States with a fantastic goal. The United States 2. The Netherlands 0. For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world and for the very first time they've done it on European soil in its finish at the Stade de Lyon in the final in victory and joy for the United States. All right, so the U.S. women's national soccer team brought home their second World Cup in a row. Ben Soren, where were you? Druthers. You were at Druthers? Yeah, I was at Druthers. Oh, all right. Sunday morning? Sunday morning, 11 we, o'clock. We did that before we bought the chinchilla. You did? Yeah. That's where we were discussing our chinchilla. Oh, really? Yeah. So the USA team spawned the whole chinchilla thing? Uh, I mean, her childhood probably. All right, let's get off of the chinchilla. This is a sports cup Druthers, podcast. man. Highly, highly, highly recommend Druthers. I love me some uh, Druthers. Dude, the best kale Caesar salad I've ever had in my oh, life. Oh, Jesus. You go to Druthers and get the kale Caesar salad? Well, no. I got the beef and cheddar whatever burger meat sandwich. It was so right, Normally, I go with the peanut butter and jelly burger. Peanut butter and jelly burger is not bad. Oh, I'm I'm a big mac and cheese guy. So There's, we got their fucking barbecue mac and cheese or whatever. I love when they do their Thanksgiving menu and they do the green bean casserole mac and cheese. That's the best thing ever created. I can't go there too much, man. That's some soul food. It's delicious. Soul Everything there food. is unbelievable. So a big shout out to Will. Big shout out to everybody there. Yeah. Everybody at, uh, at Druthers. So Druthers uh, had a really big showing. I think it was the overflow from the beer garden crowd. Yeah. But I wanted to go to the beer garden, but I had to work a stupid fucking brunch shift. So I ended up watching uh, I ended up watching the whole fucking thing. On those little ass TVs? Uh, yeah. I actually, I watched the first half at home. I don't know if you saw uh, our Sports Hub Instagram, but uh, there's a clip of me watching the game in the shower. I, I did Because I was that. getting ready for work yeah, and I, I couldn't that. take my eyes off it. Exactly. And I woke up a little late. You know, what are you going to do? So, you know, you got to love this, this day and age in technology where you can just watch shit in the shower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can yeah. take a dump and watch Stranger Things on your fucking laptop. That, that, 
would never happen in the 90s. Imagine that in the 90s, just bringing the TV into the bathroom and just watching your thing. I mean, I had that. I had a TV right above my toilet. Shut the fuck up. It was um, like an ESPN studio. All right. What's that? It was like an ESPN studio, like a yeah, fun zone. Yeah. No doubt. So you're meant to be here right now. Exactly. Um. So the women did not trail at all in this tournament. And it's just, it's it's crazy what they're doing on, on a world stage. And it, was this team hated, Ben? Hated? Did the world hate this team? I don't think you, because they were they well, were kind of called out for celebrating too much. That that first game against Thailand. But when you score like that, the rest of the I don't know. To me, it's a joke. They have to do what they have to do. Soccer is built that way. You have to score more, especially if it becomes a tie. Like it's what you do. I, there's so much that goes into it. When you're right, you're wrong. When you're wrong, you know everybody hates you. I don't I've know. spoken with people that that are from uh, Colombia and Peru and people that I work with at the Cheesecake Factory that are big soccer guys that that tell me, you know, when you're up five nothing in the World Cup, you call off the dogs because you're on that world stage and you're just getting fucking embarrassed at that point. I mean, I, I say keep them coming. I feel like put the I foot say on the keep gas, coming. man. I say you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. That, that's it. You got to yeah. stop those guys, it, girls. It's not like one person was doing all the scoring, too. They were spreading it around. You yeah. Know, but well, one girl had five goals that game. That's fine. Let her. I forget who the fuck it was. Um, Morgan? But yeah. So this all comes to where a point that I want to make is that women should make as much as the men. I know everyone's on me lately for for the, the pool size of the money and all this other shit. You know, the men's World Cup generates like $40 billion versus like... I don't know. I'm just making this shit up. Do you have the stats in front of you? I don't think you think that the U.S. men bring in 40 or the no, world. No, no. I'm saying um, the women are paid out of their performance from the World Cup. Yeah, which is a joke. Which is a joke. I say we start a GoFundMe and they should be paid just as much as the men because if I'd the women watch the women than watch the men, and it has nothing to do with that they're women. No, it has to do with their I would rather skill. watch the men. Why? Because the men, you can fucking score a goal from basically three quarters away. Did you see what uh, Rooney did? Yeah, yeah, that shot. That, yeah, you, but the girls aren't kicking it like that, dude. It's not you like what it's the WNBA. It's a shorter field. They're, it's not a shorter. No, no, no. The, the, their leg strength makes it a shorter field, which makes it a. Dude, every a, single one of those females has stronger legs than you. Than me, I'm not a fucking soccer player. Yeah, but they need to I'm talking make, about like, they win. You pay. You get. You should get paid based off your wins. Why is it that like when our women win a game, each one of them makes thirteen hundred dollars. When our women lose a game, they make zero dollars. You know that? Really? When our men lose a game, they get five grand. Really? Yep, five grand per loss. Where are you pulling and these stats from? They do from? a lot more losing. That's like known fact. That's It's out there. Right. The men make over, it's like $17,625 for a win. So they're making 17000 compared to 1300 That's right? a nice nice chunk of change. The what is it? The when the men's French team was it that was it that who won last year? The men's French team won thirty eight million dollars last year. When the women won this year, they got four million to split. Yeah, that's I saw that. I, th- I think each player got two hundred thousand dollars or something like that total. Does absolutely nothing. The women make thirty eight percent of what the men make. Yeah, and they bring in. But they they also have thirty eight percent of the eyeballs on the product as well. You think? No way, man. I watch more women's soccer than men's soccer. That's you. I haven't seen. I'm talking a about men's the whole US world. Care, I haven't cared about the men's U.S. team. Since, like, Alexei Lawless. Yeah, something. but you know what? Does the beer garden put out these big tents for the women? Because when the men are playing, they put out that side tent in Stout's parking lot. You know, you remember how they do that shit all the time? Yeah. And everyone's showing up. For the know. women, it's like a quarter of that crowd. I, don't Believe me, I'm watching all the women's games. I like to watch women as much as you do, but what I'm saying is as a whole... They're not getting the eyeballs, which you know you got to generate clicks, you got to generate views, and that derives the money. That that that's where all the the money comes. from. I would from. love to know where those views are coming from because I feel like 
every family that I know that has like sons and daughters, the daughters want to watch the women's soccer team. Okay. The sons, they don't care about the men's soccer team. They want to know what LeBron's doing, what Steph Curry's doing. You know, they want to watch Labor Torres or Aaron Judge. I feel like little boys nowadays that are growing up don't care about U.S. men's soccer. Yeah. I feel like little girls, though, care about women's soccer. Yeah, that's a good it, point. I, I just feel like that's where the attention. So, the views, I mean, yeah, maybe a Brazilian man living in Framingham, Massachusetts is not watching the U.S. men's soccer team. Why? Because they're going to lose and they suck. Well, what I'm saying is, why do we keep losing I think, Mexico? I think we agree that the women should make more. They should at least make what the men are making. Yeah. You know? Because the men ain't shit. They're not know, really doing much. I mean, yeah, they made it to a Gold Cup final. But I mean, who do they play? Carousel. Easy bracket. Carousel. Are you even pronouncing? Isn't that like the Caracal? Maybe. Caracal. Caracal. Who knows? I, I, I think the women need to make more. I think that they deserve that. Um, I think it's crazy that. I mean, maybe it comes down to what the revenue is and what they're bringing in. But personally, I'd rather watch our women play than our men play. Did you see? Um, I'd rather watch the men play just because I like the men's game better because it's faster. Because you like strong legs. Because I like strong, nice legs. You know what I'm saying? But um, did you see the Gold Cup final? It was on the same night as the World Cup. It was in Chicago. It was against Mexico. And the Mexicans probably had about 70% of the stands. I mean, Mexicans have 70% of this country, so yeah, I would think that. Well, we're not that type of podcast, so uh. we'll, we'll digress there. But what I'm saying is like the men were in a, a, a big final and nobody gives a fucking shit. Nobody showed up. Anybody could have went to that game, and nobody's traveling to go to Chicago to see it. If the women were in that shit, people Everybody were traveling. Would Everyone would be there. So, I mean, that, that goes against what you're saying about the eyeballs. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about something else? And I'll tell you why. Right now, the state of New York, I know that Cuomo signed off on a bill to help get women more money. Exit three. He did that as well. Oh. Somebody said today on Facebook, and I laughed, there's already potholes on exit three. <laughs> Which, I like that. So I laughed. That, I like that, that made me laugh. There, um, there is already potholes on exit three. <laughs> but that's nice that Albany finally has an exit three. Um, we don't. Yeah. We were discussing, you year. and I were discussing something, and this for years has been something that really pisses me off. It's not the reason I didn't grow up playing soccer. I didn't grow up playing soccer because I don't feel like running 10 miles every day. That's why I didn't play soccer. If I was going to play soccer, I would have been a goalie. And my Soccer's so a rich man's sport. You gotta have money to play soccer. If you want to be in a travel soccer league, it's not like it's golf or ice hockey. Those are rich man sports. Soccer, yeah. you can be poor. You can be one of twenty two yeah. kids, and you guys can all pay for one ball. Soccer and is getting priced out, though. If you want to play actual competition, no one's playing soccer in the inner city anymore. Well, that's or good. actually never really. I mean, they were playing basketball. Yeah, soccer is not. That's dependent upon where you are, but. That is, I would never consider it a rich man sport. I feel like look at the world. I feel like the pre, yeah, look at the world. But America's doing it wrong. Ball. There's got to be something that we're doing wrong, and I believe we're that concentrating the, on other sports. Not only that, but we're not making soccer accessible. Well, is that because of the pay? Accessible? Accessible? Well, we don't have the grass that is needed. What do you mean accessible? Accessible meaning like you can go play soccer anyway. Once you get to a certain level, you're you're gonna be at that level unless you spend some money to be on a travel team where you can play actual competition. And you're not gonna get better. Okay, but you're also still in America. So we're not going to get better, especially if you're a man. It's just not going to happen. We we're should. Not, we're not playing against the Brazilians, it's, it's, the Colombians. It's fucking bullshit that we barely beat Curacao, Curacao, yeah. and Mexico beats us on our home turf. One nothing. Like every year they play us. It's right. Like, but when are we going to be good? We hired Jurgen Klingsman or whatever the fuck his name what was. What does a coach do besides pick his nose in their butt on the sideline? That's I don't what they do. What's a coach doing? Tell run, these guys score. how to. They know what they're doing. You're setting up a tactical concept offense. Right. Score. 11 of you score. All right, so if, if this is, is, is it always going to be like that? Are we just stuck no, in a and fucking trap? No, this is trap? why I think it should change. All right. We need to either make these fields shorter, 
Okay. There's then, indoor soccer. Okay, and I would rather watch an indoor soccer game. Like I would, I feel like it's just like. Right, but that's never going to happen. Okay. The, the whole world has to cater to that, which would not happen. Well, then I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do either. What I would we do. We should cancel the NFL, cancel no, the NBA, no. cancel MLB. Just concentrate all of our athletes on Just soccer. to win one World Cup. No. Be like, listen, fellas, It'll happen you're with done. the women. Let you're the women do it. You're not fucking playing anything Let's, until you fucking win one, and then we'll tell the world we quit at soccer. We're never playing again. We're right. going out like John Elway. That would be fun. And you can resume your sports. Can we do something that should have been done a long time ago? What's that? When we go to a football game, there's four quarters. Okay, there's there's a time on every quarter. Oh, you're talking about stoppage time? I'm going to talk about stoppage time. Oh, my God. Dude, it drives me fucking why, wild. How do I know that you're not lying? How do I know right. that there's not some guy with the stopwatch and he's saying, oh, he's he, he, he's in an injury right now, so we're going to add this time later on. Why doesn't the clock just stop? And the best part about it is nobody even questions it. Like, hey, ever, hey. ever. Who's to say that it's like we're driving the length of the field? You know, there was four and a half minutes of stoppage time, and at 4.18, all of a sudden, they blow the whistle. Right. How do you know that I couldn't have scored in that 12 seconds? How would anybody know? Why doesn't the clock stop? I just feel like it should. I feel like if it goes out of bounds, the clock should stop. So right. it comes back in, the clock should go. But what? then if you stop the clock, you're going to open room for like, all right, we're going to throw to a commercial break. and let's No. You do it the same way. I mean, they don't do it now. It's stopping for how long? Four seconds? Three seconds? No, they don't. it doesn't stop at all. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if the ball goes out of bounds... You know, how long is the clock realistically going to stop? Right. You in the ball, you're throwing it well, right back Well, I mean, in. do you think that stoppage time actually adds up? It does not add up. No, it never It'd adds up. Like it would be like fucking 20 sense. minutes. Exactly. Well, it would I, be like I saw the game once it was nine minutes of stoppage time. I'm like, what they're are gonna, you talking about? At the end of the game, they're like, uh, yeah. And they don't even tell. Keep a tally. Show us. Maybe Show like the viewer six. what's going on. How much time. All of a sudden, you wait a minute into stoppage time to say, oh, there's three minutes left to stoppage time. Right. How do, how, where? Where did it come from? Stoppage time drives me fucking wild. And then, and then, like at the end of the game, when the when the game is final after the stoppage time, it's just like, uh, yeah. I and think they're we're all done. I think always we're okay here. with it. You're like, yeah, that seems about right. You yeah, know, that's about right. Yeah, all right, all right. We grew up with that. Let's get out of here, guys. Let's go to the you pub. Got really nice legs, man. By the way, thanks. Let's go to the pub. You know, <laughs> let's drink out of shoes. Fucking stupid stoppage. Who's time. better, the U.S. women's soccer team or like the UConn women's basketball team? Oh, that's a good debate. I like that. Uh, well, as of right now, the U.S. women's soccer team, because UConn hasn't won the last two titles. That's, I mean, Isn't it crazy if UConn doesn't win a title, the, their season's a failure? Now, would you, would you well, like to have those expectations? I like that now. I like that. Like, you like those expectations? Well, no, I like that now there's like six possible women's champion every year. Well, what are those? There's like Louisville. Baylor. I feel like it's Baylor, South Carolina. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Louisville. Muffet. Muffet McGraw. I love that name. I'll root for... So I like Skylar Diggs. Muffet McGraw. Oh, That's, Skylar Diggs. So the coach Woo! of Notre Dame was Muffet McGraw. That's so. a spicy meatball yeah, right that, there. She is something. Skylar Diggs. Remember when Drake loved her? Wore her jersey. <laughs> Fuck Drake. I'm not giving Drake any airtime on this. All right. Well, yeah, we just established that. Although I did use one of his songs and... That's, we won't tell him. Nobody He's knows. probably going to sue me for it because he's a fucking cocksucker. Sue me, Drake. I'll Beach yeah, show. whatever. Beach um, show. you want to continue the soccer talk? No, or you want to just really digress? All right. Well, how about we just hear a word from one of our sponsors? Rolf's Pork Store is located in the heart of downtown Albany and offers the Capital Region a taste of Germany right here in your backyard. With over sixty products and the same recipes for over fifty years, Rolf's never uses any nitrates, preservatives, coloring, or fillers. Open Tuesday through Friday from eight a.m. to five thirty p.m. and Saturday from eight a.m. to three p.m. Come on down and find the worst for you. For more information, visit Rolf'sporkstore.com. That's why I'm really going off fireworks. Batting second, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Big boy has power indeed. Dad not here tonight, but Vlad Guerrero has his own power. And he must be thrilled watching this show. They said he wanted to get 30 in round one. He sits here with 27 and 23 seconds to go. There goes 28. There's 29. 
it's not. Into it, Vlad Guerrero playing to the crowd. Oh man! You want to clap right now on the set for what we just witnessed from Vlad Guerrero Jr. in his first home run derby? I mean, oh, that was God. unbelievable. All right, Ben, what did you think of the All Star Game last night? Oh my God, it's one of my favorite nights of the year. It's actually it, growing up as a kid, I remember it being one of my favorite uh, couple days. Was it always on a Monday, Tuesday? Yeah, they always the did home that. run derby. Home run derby was always Monday. Baseball game was always. It was Tuesday. never on a weekend. Never remember a weekend. Huh? I always thought it was on a weekend. Maybe it's just my memory fucking with me. But I, I thought last night was pretty awesome, and I, I think it, it did a, a great service for the game in in general. And and I don't know. You you said uh, while we were on the phone with Ben that ratings were down. The lowest rated All Star game. In history. See, I don't believe that. Uh, you know Just what? because you, me, and Ben were watching Well, but then again, how many people pirated it? That I mean, that could skew a lot of results. Guess what? I fucking pirated it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Does that Exactly. Does that All count? Right? I bet you a shit ton of people pirated it. You know, the, the Nielsen ratings, you can just throw out the fucking door right now. Unless, you know, you're, you're actually going to spy on people to see what they're doing on their computers, which That's no one's going to open no that one door. That. No one <laughs> <Nah. laughs> My search history is already cleared. Just thinking about it. <laughs> I was going to say, get, get rid of those cookies. No. But um, no, last night was great. I fucking love the mic'd up player aspect. Okay. That's awesome. That is great. I want less of Joe Buck and, Always. and, and more of, well, McCarver's not there. It was um, yeah. Buck is the worst. Smoltz. Yep. The Buck's not bad, though. I like Buck. He's the worst. Because you're he? not a Yankee fan. That's why you like Buck. Why? Because he talks shit about the Yankees? Oh, he's a Yankee hater. He blows the Cardinals and hates the Yankees. That's It's notorious. Couldn't, couldn't even praise the good things they did for the Yankees. Isn't he from St. Louis? I think so. I don't know. I just kind of made that up. But um, last night, nineteen out of the nine. Or let me re, let me restart that. I'm not even drinking right now. Last night, nineteen All Stars were 25 years or younger. 25 years or younger. Which I believe the game is is growing. I mean, it makes sense. There were 36 first time All Stars. 36. 36 first time All. No shit. Pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. The game is a young man's game. I mean, we had our second rookie ever. To win the home run derby the night before. Yep. We'll uh, get to that. We'll get to all that. Okay. I mean, it's a young man's game, dude. And that's what's beautiful about it. All right. So the f- I, I was taking notes while I was watching the game last night, which I rarely ever do, but I want it to be fresh, you know? Okay. And the first thing I wrote down is, who the fuck is this multi-platinum Sony recording artist Max singing in the national anthem? No clue. Exactly. No who the clue. fuck is this cocksucker? No clue. Was he from Cleveland? I have no idea. Cleveland is the rock and roll hall. You can get somebody out never there heard that's of her. better than... No, it was him. I know. Never heard of her. Yeah. Exactly. I have no idea. It was ridiculous. Did love the hats, though. I love the logo with the, the guitar. You know, the patches were great. I like the jerseys and all that yeah. shit and the stars and all that stuff. Don't know who Max Also, is, I have written down, I will, I like the uh, the players acting as radio DJs. Pretty cool. For the open. That was that was pretty badass. That actually got me going. They get, you know, got the skin. Or got the... Um, the goosebumps going that's on my skin. That's what gave you goosies? Yeah, because that's what yeah, I do. I, I'm in radio, Ben. Okay, okay, okay. I'm okay. Being you know what gave me goosies? You know what gave me goosies? What's that? CC. Well, damn it. I knew you were going to say oh, that. Okay, good. Fuck. I knew you were going to say goosey. that. Yeah. You're talking goosies, guys. You know what they should have done, though, what? on a real note? They, they should have let CC get the last, the last out. out. Yeah, yep. they should have. Should have let him get the last they out. They should have. That would have been badass. It but was Chapman strikes at the side. Yeah, second time um, he's done that in an All Star game. Second time he's done it in an All Star game, and guess what? He still didn't get the MVP because they gave it to the Cleveland guy, B- Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, it's like Shea Bieber. 
Um, but now that was actually kind of cool that he came in, struck out the side, and got all the fans going and shit like that. Yeah, I've watched. I'm just saying, I've watched Chapman all year. That was the best inning he's thrown all year. Really? Yeah. He well, was. His slider was untouchable. He hit a hundred three times. Uh, it was. He just looked great. And I loved. At first, I hated the earrings, but then I realized that's who he is. You know, he throws these one inch. You know, God knows how many carrot rocks in his ear, and uh, he had that smile. I mean, this is the man who used to somersault off the the mound in Cincinnati. He uh, he wanted to put on a show. He's put on some weight since then. Fun fact, you want it? Yeah. First time Major League history that a Yankee starting pitcher and a Yankee closer got the win and the save in the All Star game. First time. Blow it out of your ass. I swear to God. Blow it out of your fucking ass, Soren. Who cares? It's it's funny. To me, it's funny. All right, I do want to say though that the Gooseys for me were tr- was truly that CC moment. The fact that. Um, Alex Cora did that. I don't know if it was planned. It reminds me of like an old like Joe Girardi move, you know, when they, you know, took Mo out, when they did everything with Mo. I don't know. It was just a, it was a really classy move. It was. I don't know who thought of it. Um, How many years was he in Cleveland? Seven, eight? Maybe. Yeah, Something but, like that. And then and Milwaukee. Then, Milwaukee then, was only there for a year. Was it? It was, I feel like it was a year and a half. He got traded. And, uh, and yeah, it might have been I feel like every third day he was hitting a home run and winning in a one nothing shutout that he was also throwing like 15 Ks in. Every right. Day. Um, I don't know. That was great. What I thought I said to you earlier, what was crazy was, uh, that Cleveland pitcher, like hand or whatever, he threw like 40 or 45 pitches in that eighth. He got rocked two earned runs, two walks. He got one K out of it. Yeah. They just let him like eat that. You know, it was a four to one game, right? Going into that. Yeah. He gave up the two runs to, uh, Alonzo Alonzo's, you know, two out two ribby. You know, at bat was offhand. I don't know. I just, I would have pulled him. They had nobody warming up in the pen. It's like they just said, this is your inning regardless, and we're saving Chapman for the ninth. And they still had talent in the bullpen. They had that guy Presley from Houston. They could have brought in anybody, and uh, they just let him eat that. All right, so getting getting away from the X's and O's, going back to something I was talking about earlier, the, uh, the, the mic'd up players. Did you hear them when they were talking to Verlander about the juiced balls? Yeah, I mean, that was earlier in the week. Like, that was a couple days No, no, ago. no, but Joe Buck was talking to Verlander Yep. In between innings, about the juice balls. Oh, we went on with that again? Yeah, I mean, like, we it's it's it. a big topic right now. They were talking to Yelich and, and Bellinger about it as well. I mean, it's, you know? it's the truth, man. I mean, numbers prove it. You know, they speak for themselves. I made mention to you, I said that, you know, as a whole, you know, our weather may have something to do with it. It's a little bit warmer than it Shut normally is. Shut the fuck up. Okay, but, I mean, the stitching is a little bit raised. They're using the term there's less drag on the baseball. No, I think the stitching is not raised. It's it's It's... Lower, lower, yeah. So you think they they're not getting as much break, but yet you're seeing like guys like Vargas and the Mets that have more spin rotation than ever before. Well, um, maybe they're using pine tar. I mean, maybe it has to do with the fact that a forty billion dollar company bought the four hundred million dollar Rawlings company that makes the baseball. Maybe there is some truth to the matter. So when did that purchase happen? You're telling me beginning that off of the, the mic, right? The beginning of the year, and nobody. It was never announced to anybody. And, and that what? Didn't, and Verlander brought it up to everybody, and everybody was like, "What?" Everyone was like taken back by it. Wasn't last year a record-setting year? Uh, in yeah, last year runs? the home run record was broken, okay. and this and now year this we're shattering year, it. That's going to get shattered. Shattered. They have thirty three thousand six hundred ninety one first half home runs. Uh, spray chart is pretty sick. Every angle, every. Every spot in the outfield has been touched if you take all the home runs. And they're on pace to break the record by over 560 home runs. So Bellinger and Yelich were both mic'd up in uh, one of the innings, which is kind of cool. They were talking to each other. One was in left field, the other was in right field. And they asked them about the balls. And uh, their response was, uh, I don't know, I just hit them. 
I don't think there's any problem with the balls. You don't think Yelich doesn't think something's going on? He has more, more home runs Duh. in the first half. Than, I'll than give you a quote. I wrote down this quote last night that uh, came straight out of Ellinger's mouth. He said, we know more about what we are doing with our swings now. Yeah, they're going to go back to launch angle. Yeah, launch angle. I mean, launch angle, they don't think it has anything to do with the exact pitch that's being thrown to them at all? How about... um. The strike zones are tinier, so they know. What do you when think about um, also PEDs? I mean, they get suspended for doing illegal things, John. They- yeah, but for for as much money as there is to detect a PED, there is also that same amount of money to mask it as well. So that's always a a, a war going on behind the scenes. I think these I, players are all juicing. I'm gonna assume that they're not anymore. I'm gonna assume that we're juicing the balls instead of the players. As I hot think, as that sounds, I think there. I think it's, it might be a little bit of a combination of both. And that maybe this time around, nobody really gives a fuck. I think, I mean, why? Because they want ratings? Because they want ratings. They're, well, they're, then let, it, let in Bonds into the Hall of Fame and let in Clemens and let everybody in and stop, you know, having those numbers tarnished. I don't know. I don't. Well, they're trying to show face in that aspect and, and say, you know, the purists are, are kind of running that narrative. But Guys are still getting suspended. Why don't they do in baseball what they do in football? You know how like when a kicker lays somebody out, you know, they're getting drug tested the next day. You know, like literally had the note on the locker, you know. Yeah. They don't do that in baseball. We don't see If you see give like a three home run game, like, hey, by the way, uh, hey, we're going to need you to piss in this yeah, cup. Yeah, be in this cup right now. You know, like, it's your turn. But, I don't know, is weed legal in the MLB? I've never heard of someone in Major League Baseball getting uh, fined, suspended, or anything for marijuana. Weed. Uh, it's- Imagine, I mean, I, I used to smoke. Um, I got really paranoid when I smoked. But baseball or wiffle ball, I would... Definitely play baseball high. I mean, it slowed everything down. You know, they never... Huh. Do you remember when, like, Kirby Puckett, before he went blind, um, he used to talk about the glasses that he'd wear, the color of the lens, how the, the blue and the orange lens helped him, like, focus in on the ball? I don't remember that, but yeah, keep they, going. There, a lot of golfers do it, too, I've heard, um, that there's certain shades that just allow you to see the ball better when it's traveling, that white ball downfield. Um, oranges and blues help you just see it a little bit better, pick the spin up. Uh, it has to do with like the prison perspective. Yeah. Why is that not outlawed? If the glasses can help you, you know, why can't other things help you? Well, what well? about like Adderall and all that other shit? Well, Adderall, I mean, ask is- Chris Davis about that. Um, it it's it's legal though in baseball. You just have to have your doctor prescribe it to you, and you can't be taking it illegally. The whole thing with Chris Davis for a while, uh, Chris Davis that can't hit in Baltimore, not Chris Davis that only hits home runs in Oakland. Um, he was prescribed Adderall for like four years in a row. And every year he re-upped on it and he refiled. And every year you have to do it. And the year that he got suspended was because he just forgot to renew his like uh, his continuation. It yeah. wasn't that he was doing anything illegal, but he was still suspended. He had already been on it for years. He just forgot to do it. I just feel like Adderall, though, I mean, you saw what happened with Josh Hamilton after he went through his drug lapse. Then he got eventually addicted to Red Bull. Wasn't he on heroin? Uh, before he got drafted, he was on all the good stuff. Okay. And then he eventually had the wallet. But when that's that's got to be a six or a thirty for thirty coming out soon. A Josh you know? Hamilton man, I yeah. would love a Josh. Holy it, fuck! It, like his life. Be addicted is, to heroin and then mash all those homers. Addicted to heroin. Then he was a complete alcoholic and he blew his three point five million dollars sign-on bonus on coke. Um, and then they he went from like Tampa to Cincinnati. Um, when he went to Texas, they assigned him that wallet. They called it. It was the like security member, he basically had a bodyguard that only allowed uh, $10 at all times in his hand. He was never allowed to touch anything. Any really? transaction. Yeah, more than 10 bucks. Um, I his, think I do remember that, His actually. wife was super religious, and when they won, I, you remember when Texas won the ALCS, he uh, locked himself in the locker room, because, like in the side closet, um, because they were all spraying themselves with beer, and he was scared to touch it. 
Now, when they won, oh, that was the ALDS. And then when they won the ALCS, um, that's when they celebrated with ginger ale. And that was like, I think that was 2008 or 2007. No shit. And so they celebrated ginger ale so he can be a part of it. Um, eventually, he needed a fix. And he had become heavily, heavily, heavily addicted to Red Bull where he couldn't blink. So they had put him on the DL. He Well, it's a, it was the DL, so I can say that. Now it's the IL. Yeah. Um, so he had come off the IL or the DL, and then he got hurt again. And then he went back on the DL. And that was when they were playing the Yankees and he threw a fan, he threw a ball up to a fan in the upper deck in Texas and the fan, the kid's dad reached over and fell and died. They were playing the Yankees and it like put him through turmoil. He went through hell and back. He blamed himself for the kid losing his father and then got, they said he, they put him back on the deal with no listed injury. And the rumor was, was that he fell back into his old Josh Hamilton ways. No and, and shit. And that's the 30 for 30 of Josh Hamilton. Um, well, there's no happy ending. There's no bow tied up at the end. No, no. I mean, I dressed. You remember when I dressed up like him for Halloween one year? Uh, Dude, I dressed up like Josh Hamilton and went into the old Pearl Street pub, and I had uh, all-purpose flour in uh, baggies, and oh I was my giving them out to people. And the you ba- cocksucker! Dude, the balancers were like, "You can't be doing that in here." And I was like snorting all-purpose flour all over my face. No, like, you can't be doing that. I was like, "Do you think if this was really coke, I'd be throwing it all up in the air like LeBron James?" You know, like celebrating and it became a huge brawl but i i was in my all-star game hamilton jersey i was drinking my drinks out of a ginger ale bottle which was great but, really yeah that, dude that was that was a good halloween man that was a great fight too. well you did but, your research for that one yeah, i mean i loved him he looked i i liked his story i thought it was pretty create you know it was crazy that he came back from all that right um and i actually liked his wife i liked that she stayed with him that she tried to help get through it all you know it's a good story man i like josh hamilton r.i.p i wonder what he's doing now I can't tell you on the mic. You can't tell me on the mic? No, he's probably hurt somewhere. You think? No, I have no idea. What, what do you think? He's in like a den somewhere? <laughs> What's he at the fucking Willow in Albany right now? He was now? probably crying. You know what he's doing, really? He's probably amazed that these two guys, Vlad and Bellinger, <laughs> destroyed his home run record. That's what he was probably doing. He was probably It probably put him back in the turmoil. You know, after um, seeing that. Remember, he had he had 28 in that one round in the old Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And these guys when had, he had 10 outs. And he had, exactly. And, let's and transition to the home run derby let's now. Let's do that. Um, that was a fucking awesome ass home run derby. I remember that. Uh, I remember I had to work real early the next day. The Josh Hamilton one? No. The the one the I, I'm night? saying I remember. It was like two days ago. Oh. oh so yeah. I had to I had to work real early on uh, Tuesday. But I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off this fucking it was, thing. It was the best derby I've seen. I, we were talking about like best moments we've seen throughout our lives during derby. That, I think, is my number one. It has to be. I've had high anticipation for Vlad all year. Um, and what that round, that 40 to 39 round alone was unreal. It was amazing. That, dude, they just kept going. It and was it kept, a fucking amazing. Three-pitch swing-offs, like, you know, at the buzzer. Everything. Everything about that derby was unreal. The was miles, the, the miles of balls, the, the record blown out of the water. You know, I said... Uh, last year, the home run record was hit for the Derby, 221 home runs. This year, 312. Let's so, talk about this real quick. I'm going to be a Debbie Downer. Okay. No one's following the rules. That they have to wait for the ball to land? Yeah. I know. I did Nobody say that. follows that so, fucking rule. It's funny that you said that because um, you remember last year when Bryce Harper did what he did? Yeah. Bryce Harper hit nine home runs in 50 seconds to win, and his dad was pitching. That's a great moment. It's one of my top five for home run derby. Yeah. Um, they were really strict with Bryce, and he was like getting antsy. Come on, come on! Like you could see it. His arms were up, but he was still watching, and he abided by the rules. And he was waiting for that ball to land right. until, and he was giving his dad the sign, you yeah. know, to throw again. And I respected that even more. The fact a he hit nine in fifty seconds, and he was abiding by the rules. This year, that 
Alonzo had a couple rounds where I was like, yo, that ball hasn't even landed yet. Right. You know, Vlad was rocketing him out, you know, so some of them it was close, but... No, Vlad the, wasn't following the rules either. No, I mean, there was some... I don't think anybody I got a quick rules. question as well. Why didn't uh, Vlad Sr. pitch to Vlad Jr.? I that would have been an all-time fucking moment. No, no. I needed that Better moment. Better than Robinson Cano's dad throwing to him or Harper's... I don't know. I don't think... I mean, yes! No, there was reason for it, man. You, you want... Did... You want to hear a really cool home run stat, which I didn't believe? Yeah. So his father was an amazing hitter. I mean, hit balls off the ground. Yeah. One of the best right fielders we've biggest, ever seen. Biggest uh, sweet spot ever. Exactly. He had two home run derbies to his name throughout his entire career. Guess how many home runs his dad hit? Total. Uh, total. 91. 19. He hit 19 total home runs. All right. In his we, two uh, we're just going to end it there, derbies. I guess. Really? Uh, great show today, Ben. Round. Good job. Thank you so show much. number two under your belt. How are you feeling yeah, after like, all that? Saw, I feel good, Don't man. you hate the assholes that are like, he's not in the major league. He's only been up to eight home runs. It's better be fast. It's not going to be like, like, you see this kid? We've seen his YouTube videos. Just wait until like actual sports are going on. We can talk some NFL. I mean, that's the beauty of the sport that we're in right now. Like, in any other sport, I feel Give me the beef jerk. I'm 35. I meant football. So, like, when Tim Hardaway Jr. came into the league in the NBA. Once football's rolling around, we're going to be right in the thick of things. And we also, now we've got a Cleveland correspondent. Ben Fontana did a wonderful job today coming on. I texted him this morning. I'm excited. I actually woke up to those uh, Darren Ravel PMT texts. That is not text the uh, the Twitter what? beef, and That's I saw Bigio that he was tagging all that shit. I'm like, no I gotta shit. get a hold of this fucking Bigio went to my high school. So I hit him up, and yeah. sure enough, yeah. he came on the show, did a great Word. job. Thank you, Ben. Dude. I appreciate that. You're hired. Was that down in Long Island? And that's, that's going to do it for us today. So uh, we appreciate you sticking around for what was my three hours now? Four hours? You have been just a perfect table. I think really like an hour and ten minutes. Coming at you, we appreciate it if you listen to the full thing. Why don't we send me a DM more home and if you did listen to the full thing, who had, so enter you know, into a contest, I'll give you a bag of beef jerky. The third game, person that says that they listen to this full know? episode will get a uh, bag of beef jerky. Vlad the third? Broke it. The third. Well, it should be every third person. Ooh. Every third person. Yeah, All right. Let's get the numbers gonna, Like We have friends. Sounds good. Why aren't you listening? Well, I don't want to give up too much of my product. How about give them little bags? Every third person. All right, sounds good to me, but hopefully you'll hear us again next week. So thanks for sticking around, and we'll see you around. Thanks, Josh. So for Ben Soren, I'm John Longton, and we will catch you next week. in 16 had 61. John Carlos Stanton had 61 total home runs in 2016, and Vlad beat it by 30. No shit. And yet he's still... Someone should start a GoFundMe to give this guy the million dollars that he should have won. They both deserve it. Fun fact to you, I also... You and I said, and you knew it, which was awesome... Only two rookies have ever won the home run derby. Both happen to be New York, New Yorkers. Judge in 2017 and now Pete Alonso in 2019. Alonso's an asterisk, so he didn't win in my, my mind. Dude, what a judge. Everyone's like, oh, he didn't even use his bonus time. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. It, it shouldn't even be this stupid bracket. You right. Know? Literally. He, he didn't use his time. Shut up. Should be aggregate, and we got fucked. We what got was, fucked. What was really cool, which will go back to your statistics and everything, the numbers, um, Three of the hardest hit balls of the entire year were off Vlad's bat during this derby. Really? Yeah, over 114 miles per hour off the, the exit velo. See, I don't buy on any that stat cast Listen, bullshit. You, you better be velocity. careful. If, if David Cohn is listening to this podcast, you better be careful, man, because that's him, Boone. Analytics nowadays, it's it's taken over. I know. It's it's fucking revenge of the nerds, man. <laughs> it is. It's that's bad. what it is. Sometimes it's bad, dude. It's, it's like money ball to an extreme. But can you really doubt? What's been proven right now? No, it works. It does work. But I mean, it, it, they can't gauge clutch, though. Exactly. There's always outside elements. You still got to be the athlete. You still got to be able to do certain things. You know, Moneyball showed you that, you know, as a whole. But, I mean, Epstein did it in Boston, and they won. He proved it in Chicago. They won. 
the Yankees, the A's continuously lead the league and wins, you know, every year after year after year after year. They're obviously doing something. You know? Yeah, but the launch angle though, can you they're not winning the, titles though? Some are. I mean the Cubs did. Fucking Red Is Sox that analytics did. though? It is. They knew what they needed to bring, you know, and, and Epstein was the one who brought everybody there. Right. So they obviously it works to an extent. Again, there's that outside element, you know, that you're always gonna need that. You're always gonna have that. It's like angels in the outfield. You know, they they can get you to that point, but there's obviously that extra element of a of a human of of that drive of that, you know, of oh, you your mean ability. like rookie of the year when, when he loses his power. In the yeah. End of same the thing. Angels in the outfield though. Like <laughs> right. angels don't help you in the championship, but you know, that <laughs> right. you have to, it's that's, it's that's true. life though. That's it's true. And every Disney movie and every movie we've ever seen will teach us that. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll finish this talk off with what was your favorite home run derby moment all time, all time. Yeah. The Josh Hamilton one was, was cool for me. Cause I do like Josh Hamilton a lot. Um, Bryce pitching, Getting pitched from his father, winning it in Washington, knowing he wasn't going to be there anymore. Um, the Aaron Judge, the fact that he had four balls over 500 feet in his derby were great to me. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That was Petco, right? Yeah, dude, that that was sick. But my favorite all time. Don't fucking steal mine. I'll tell you right now. Well, then I'm glad I'm going first, man. So, diehard Yankee fan, you know that. But I played center field, and if there's one man that I idolized, it was Ken Griffey Jr. No. Oh, you fuck! 1993, Camden Yards. That man with that backwards hat, the kid, hit that B&O warehouse, hit that that warehouse on the fly. They said it was 465. He has that plaque there in Camden. That that moment, that whole the fact the fact that people turned, like everybody in right field turned, and the, the looking at their faces and seeing them just in complete awe that a ball traveled there and hit there. That was sick to me. That was sick. Um, that's what started me wearing the backwards. That the kid started, you know, the backwards hat for all of us. And that particular moment, I don't think I took off my Yankee or Mariner hat at that time ever. It, it started then, so I would say that's one of my favorite moments. Definitely, this year was great, dude. That Vlad, the Vlad Bellinger round. Um, I'm sorry, the Vlad uh, Jock Peterson round, forty thirty nine. That was all. That's that may be my second favorite moment though. That was just sick, you know. And I was trying to like get Paige into it, like. You know, oh my God! Like, can you believe? Can you believe? And we were actually caring about the chinchilla more, but um, she was at least. But all that, right, was well, that really your moment? No, it wasn't. Oh, good. Mine also is a Ken Griffey moment. Okay, which one? Ninety nine, Fenway Park, when he went up against fucking Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire and beat them both. Yeah, that's with the backwards hat going over the monster. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that it was both the Griffey moment, and I'm glad I didn't yeah. steal yours. Um, dude, what a, what a year to be alive! The cool thing I saw the other day was. Uh, so 22 years ago yesterday, the day of the All-Star game, the game happened to also be in Cleveland. And they showed the starting lineups from that game 22 years ago. And of the 18, of the 16 offensive starters, uh, like 12 of them are Hall of Famers. And just seeing Griffey's name on that list and all at the other names, I was like, oh, man, what a good time to be alive. But that mid 90s, you know, to oh, early. Yeah. Oh, man, it was for me, it was great. You know, for all of us, it was great. You know, I, I missed that home run battle. But all right. this is your first pro debut. What do you expect out of yourself tonight? Um, just show that I belong. Uh, you know, I work hard for this and I'm just show I belong out here. the first field goal by Zion Williamson on the slam. Williamson inside. Like I said, many more to 
number two. Robinson tapping out to Knox. Rips it. Punches it home. Oh, yeah, it's time to get him to gym. Strength. Kevin Knox looks like he's got a corral. Mr. Williamson says, no sir. Let me show you how I do it. Okay. Fred Vincent draws one up for Williamson. Zion Williamson now with 10 points. And that was Zion Summer right there in that little minute clip. That was quick. All right, we're, it really was quick. Was you know, it. originally when I was making that highlight, I'm like, man, I, I can't wait to enjoy the rest of his summer. And then it was there. he shut down. What, did, what does he shut down for? Oh, uh, he banged knees. He banged knees. He banged knees. Yeah, his knee. Well, he knees, got a knee man. Uh, I, I'd hate to say it, but that big frame and those knees. I mean, 6'7", 285, dude. I mean, Remember Greg Oden? Who? Greg Oden. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? He just graduated from college. Did he? Yeah, he went back and graduated. The Ohio State University? The Ohio State. Wow. Wow. Um, actually, before we start talking NBA... Wait well, a second. Wasn't he taking over Durant? Well, he went He went one. Durant went two. Yeah, there you go. Um, but before we start talking about that, uh, let's, let's just talk about the balls that Adam Silver had last night. Unreal. The balls. This guy goes into a live press conference during the All-Star game. During this fucking guy, the, since when did the NBA turn into the NFL where they have to own the offseason? Why not? Because, I mean, I love Summer League. That's great. Free agency, can't get enough of. I mean, they have now, t- they've gotten the NFL calendar formula where they're always relevant, they're always on topic, and they're always fucking with all the other sports. Well, I mean, they took a week off, so, I mean, obviously it was time to go back in. Yeah, so I got a, um, I'm watching the game last night and I get a, I get a notification on Twitter that uh, Adam Silver is at a press conference and he's talking about the, uh, I forget how they framed it, the Board of Governors meeting. So they have now already transitioned into that governor lingo. Twitter notified me that the Board of Governors, which means the owners of the NBA, can't say the O word anymore, can't say the fucking O word. Granted, they own the team, not the players, but we're not a political podcast, but it's now dipped itself into sports and, and we're surrounded by it. But the Board of Governors passed the dumbest fucking rule ever, and they're allowing coaches to challenge. They're allowing coaches to challenge. They're basically giving them a challenge flag. There's not going to be like a hard flag or whatever. They're going to be like a hand signal or some shit, like a, like a fuck you or whatever. And they're letting them challenge, uh, I believe, out-of-bounds calls, three-point plays, and fouls. Fouls are now challengeable. So good luck getting out of that stand and catching I don't know. I don't know, Ben Soren. What do you what do you think about a coach being able to challenge a foul? Dude, I'm so torn on this. Uh, first of all, how many red flags did I get? Are you gonna throw the red flags on the court? Are you gonna then hit a ref in the eye with the court in with the flag and then get a T? Um No 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 they're they're not there's not physical flags. There there's hand gestures. But they called it a challenge. Like in the article, they said they they get challenge flags. So they're just going to start screaming that they want to challenge. So all yeah, of the coaches' of, wildest of dreams like a, are coming true. Instead of like a T. How many how many challenges are they going to get? I'm finding out right now. This is. I mean, why do we even have human referees anymore? Why can't the fans just do it online or something? I or robots. On the day that the minor league all-star game is having robots umpire their game. 
Let the refs do their job. They right, go to so review. They already do review the last two minutes. Now we're going to give them hand gesture flags. All right, the coach's challenge allows the team one opportunity to review a decision per game. All one. right, you know what? One. That's fine. One. When can they not do it? The last two minutes? Uh, well, the last two minutes, everything is challengeable, right? I hope. I hope they haven't changed that rule. So just um, one foul call, can they reverse it? So you were wrong, so I'd like my foul you not get it back. on my player. But, I mean, actually, now, now that I'm reading this and, and it's in writing in front of my face, one's not terrible. All right, I'll allow it. But that's still opening up that Pandora's box. So like, this year it's one, next year it's three. Well, it's it's the same thing with NFL, challenging pass interference. They shouldn't have that. I told you I like that. I, it should it not be a it. thing. It needs it. It's slowing down the fucking game, though, Ben. I mean, eventually... Game's going to be three hours long before you know it. Yeah, it's going to be a baseball game. You know, that's what you pay for. You really want to go to an hour football game? I'd, I'd rather go to a two and a half hour football <laughs> game. How about that? Not a fucking three hour game. In the end, it, if they were if they were better, better officials, I don't think we'd have the issue anyway. Yeah, you're right. Um, So, yeah, so they had a press conference in the middle of the All-Star game, which I thought was some brass balls. Maybe they were scared right of another earthquake. Maybe they had to get it in before another earthquake. Could have been, but uh, have you been watching some summer summer basketball at all? Um, a little bit. To me, it's it really is of no importance. I get my highlights from like Facebook or you know late night ESPN. But you know, originally when when the summer league came on and and all the rookies were involved, I'm like all for it. But now they're all pulling out, and yeah. they're and only they're once y- they bang knees, man, they're off. They don't want to risk anything. Right? Did you see any of those uh, Taco Falls highlights? Uh, the charge that was taken or the faculty? Yeah, I didn't see the charge. Do you think he makes that team? I hope so. For, for I think he's gross. for all of us. I don't for all of us. I don't want. It's I, great television. It's disgusting. He's not even. A, How's that not great television? It's though? like George Murison without any talent. Yeah, I mean he is. Um, I was watching his last game. Awkward looking. The training staff is ha- they have him eating uh, six thousand calories a uh, day. That's it. Six thousand calories. Still nothing, man. He's still a twin. How many calories do you consume a day? I don't know. I'm I'm fat. I do what I want. Yeah, me I eat too. all that beef jerky, man. How many calories is in that beef jerky? It's uh, it's diet beef jerky. Oh, well, it's then, actually, it then I don't eat that many calories. calories you've already eaten. <laughs> Good plug there. Circle Jerk Enterprises. Mm. DM me for a bag mm. anytime. Cir- DM him for a Circle Jerk. That's right. You heard the you heard the ad. That's there. It's on the corners. It is on the corners. Do you really watch? I don't have time to watch summer league. I'll watch preseason. You know, I'll watch Olympic ball. But half these guys aren't going to make a team. You're lucky if one guy per team. You know, besides a guy that's on a rookie deal is going to make a team. You know. Well, I just think summer league comes. It, it gets me hyped for nothing. It's like a perfect storm though, because there's nothing else going on. That's you take that back right now. There's baseball going on. Thank you. That's right. what's important right now. But, I mean, they're not even at the same time. Summer, summer league games are during the day, though. They're not even going up directly against Some MLB. of us work, John. Yeah, and we, no, that's not true. They've all been like, it's like every two hours starting at, at noon. You know, they're on all day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's well. what I'm saying. I think if the NFL took a page from the summer, summer league playbook, they would be successful. Imagine if the AAF was a... A direct developmental league for the NFL, and there was NFL uniforms on those fields. Do you think they'd still be playing? Yes. If it was just like this, this is my idea. Crazy idea. I mean, they had money. They would have money then. They Crazy idea. You you take every because it was what eight teams. Were there eight? I think there was only about eight teams or something like that. But you take every division, and you have a little developmental team per division. Each team sends maybe ten players or fifteen players to the developmental team. And you have like a division off like tournament there. 
Like a G League? A D League? Like a like a G League or a, a D league, league, but instead of like every team having a sub team, it'd be like four teams for one team. It'd be like the AFC East and the NFC East and, and all the divisions would have their own separate teams. I mean I think it'd be pretty minor cool. Minor league or just an off season team would be cool, but now you're risking injury. With the CBA, man, these well, guys can't, even, they can't for, wear pads more than twice a week. They can't practice for more. Well, than no, it'd be it would be more or less like a training camp. It'd be it'd be the the they don't the ninety man roster. Yeah, but they don't they don't care now. They they're so against playing. They want to. They're doing whatever they can to just play in a game. Yeah, but the fringe players would definitely do that in a heartbeat. I'm talking about the fifty three man roster. I'm talking about talk, taking fifty four through ninety, making a league Fighting out of those guys. It. Well, it should be like forty through ninety. Well, yeah, make them fight for those last thirteen spots. I'd want to watch that, right? You know, and you do it all off season, so football would never end. I mean, I'd be down, but again, most likely someone's going to get hurt, and that's what they care about. Someone's always going to get hurt, but if you're a fringe player, would you rather get hurt trying or not make a team at all? Um, I mean, I'd probably rather get hurt. What am I getting paid? And is it guaranteed? (sighs) I I don't have the logistics. I mean. It's your idea. I'm I wasn't just, prepared for logistics. I think in the end they need their rest because if not, they're going to cry about it and then they're going to hold out. And in the end, I really don't want to see football in the summertime. It's too hot for them. Let them rest their bodies. Yeah, it's. I want to watch. No, I'm talking. I'm talking like uh, season ends like a spring league, <laughs> like the AAF exactly was. Just have just be under the shield, dude. Let's just wait for XFL. I know that's going to be another fucking debacle. Oh man, I just. How see. do you do that twice? By the way, I don't know. How do you get hoodwinked into like, yeah, let's give it another go. Let's <laughs> let's see what happens. I, I don't know. They they see something we don't. Um, he hate me coming out of retirement. He hate me. I like it. I like it. I'm not uh, about all that extra football, man. I just want the shield, just like you. All right, let's get in the. Uh, what, what do we got? One one uh, free agent left. One. Yeah. Who? Russell Westbrook. He's not a free agent. I know. But he wants to trade. He does. I mean, as an OKC fan, I don't blame him anymore. What so, yeah, I mean, Ben, as an OKC picks. fan, how do you feel about all this shit? Uh, I mean, at this point, I'm going to love the man, he, you know, if he sticks it out. But I would want to trade, too. I Could mean, you ever see Russ winning a title? Yes. It would be dependent upon where he got traded, too. I think he should go to the I Warriors. I think he's a winner. I think every single NBA talent will tell you that that's the hardest working man in the NBA. It is, he, but he, he plays makes the dumb game. decisions he, sometimes in the fourth he, quarter. Sometimes he's he got shoots. a high motor. He's great. You know, sometimes he shoots, but he also does the right thing most of the time. So sometimes in the fourth quarter, man, he has to shoot when he may not have the best shot. But, I mean, he's won tons of games for them as well. You know, I'm not one of those fans that hates on him all the time. He does make smart decisions, and he does play harder than anybody else, and he is the angriest man at the rim in the NBA. Um, I would want him on my team. Um, right now, if I'm a team like Minnesota – I'm a team like Miami. I'm doing anything I can to bring him in. Um, I don't really think anybody else can afford to bring him You think him, him and Jimmy Butler can coincide, though? To be honest, I think there's only one man in the NBA who would shit-talk him back and keep him in check, and that's Jimmy Butler. Any man who's going to wear that Ninja Turtle bandana on the court tells me a lot about himself. Um, I think that would be the best backcourt in the NBA. I mean, however, they still need a frontcourt to yeah. go along with them. But if... Russell does something stupid. I think Jimmy Butler has no problem, you know, keeping him in line or cursing him out or getting in his face. You know, the only other person who would would be Gilbert Arenas, and he's not around anymore. Gilbert right. Arenas would have pulled a gun out of his sock right on the court. Um, the only other hood, in a sense, player is Jimmy Butler left in the league. Uh, I could see him playing really well with Carl Anthony Towns. I think that that could be a match made, a solid wingman. You know, he did well with, with, with Durant for a long time, you know, and KD. Um, 
KD cared to pull up and shoot more than Carl Anthony Towns does. Carl Anthony so Towns you, will at least get to the post and be a body. You, KD was soft inside. Um, I think him on Minnesota would be a lot of fun. That would remind me of the old Garnett and Marbury days. You know, that's that's what I'd want to see again. Bring back the old Timberwolves uniforms too. All right, looking at Crystal Ball though, do you, do you see him on that roster come uh, November? No, he's moved. He's moved. And what's what's that town do? Start over. I mean, they have tons of draft picks to start over. They already sent Jeremy Grant out. Um, if he's not there, Gee, I, is Jeremy Grant that good of a player though? Decent, decent role player. I mean, I'm saying that as an SU guy. He was great in college. But. I mean, he's great in college. I mean, he's not the heart of a team, but just getting rid of a role player like that, getting rid of the man who did the things he did. Um, he did solidify a second team. Um, I don't think, I think there's only four teams realistically that get Russell, and I think he will be on a different team come, you said November? I, um, definitely by December. I think Christmas Day, he'll be playing for somebody else. Makes sense. Magic, Heat, Pistons, Timberwolves. That's we'll see it. what happens. That's it. And I'll buy the jersey. You will buy the jersey. I mean, right. it's a lot, man. How do you take on that, that, that contract? He still has, I mean, four years, $171 million. Guaranteed. I mean, they're all guaranteed, but $171 million, man. The things I would do. The, the amount of chinchillas I would buy. The amount of chinchillas you'd buy. Yeah. I think um, I think we're we're done with basketball. I think I'm pretty deflated on basketball right now. Yeah, you think? Did you want to hear my uh, my predictions after the the free agency? All right, the sleepers. Give it a go. So, John, who do you think is the best team coming out of the West after free agency? Best team coming out of the West. Do you believe all this Clipper Laker hype? You know, what do you think? I think that you're going to say the Jazz. I think the Jazz and the Nuggets are the best two teams in the West. Okay. Well, the Nuggets got a. Well, they're growing up. They were a nice young core growing up. So I think the Jazz though are, are going to be the surprise number one team. I um I got to see what else the Lakers and Clippers do, but I mean the Jazz that's up there. I mean still don't count out the Warriors. Warriors are my number eight seed. They're your eight seed. Eight seed in the West. Oh no shit. You got them all ranked right now? I do. All right, shoot. Go go from eight up. Eight up. So I have so I have a a close out at the nine spot. My surprise team is Memphis. Does so not make it? I have Memphis and the Warriors at the eight nine spot. And I think that I could see Memphis with John Morant pulling into that eight spot and knocking out the Warriors completely. That would be my huge upset of the year. Um, yeah, I don't see that. Okay. Keep going. Seven seed, I got the Pelicans. Six seed, I got the Rockets. Five, I have the Blazers. Four, the Lakers. Three, the Clippers. Two, the Nuggets. One, the Jazz. You got an East two over there? I do. All right. You want the surprise eight, nine? You think you can um, hit? Let me see if I can guess it. Eight, you're eight, nine. Hmm. Is it the... I'd rather go one, starting in one, and work my way down. I think you'll be more surprised. All right, go ahead. All right, so the one seed in the East... I have the Boston Celtics. Really? I do. I think they get better without Kyrie. Um, I have the Celtics at the one spot, the Sixers at the two spot, the yep. Pacers at the three spot, okay. the Bucks at the four, the Nets at the five. The Bucks Ma- at the four? Four. The Nets at the five, the Magic at the six, the seven seed goes with the Heat. Um, the eight, nine spot, I have the Pistons and the Knicks fighting for it. Knicks. I Jesus have, Christ. So I honestly, I could see the Heat dropping completely out of it if they don't make another move. Pistons taking the seven spot and the Knicks taking the eight spot. I think that's, and I, I was pretty content with that. I was happy. But then again, what do I know? All right. Well, this stuff is, you know, we're recording this, right? Oh yeah. So you'll, you'll gonna, throw this back. Yeah. And we're going to re-listen to this a year from now and, and uh, see what happened. Where do you think we're going to be a year from now? 
uh, I'll probably be dead. Well, you think we'll get out of my mom's house and get our own studio? Well, uh, you know, ideally that's the goal. Yeah. However, I do love when she brings down that beef jerky. She is unreal. She's so talented. Yeah. Um, also, she's got a phone line here, too. I mean, can't get a guest at your mom's house. Well, who we calling? Ben Fontana. I like him, dude. He's a good dude. He's good. He uh, he knows his Cleveland sports. He Well, uh, he damn sure should know his Cleveland sports. He gets paid by... Uh, Cleveland sports outage. No way, really? They pay him to do what he does? Yeah. He gets he's it's he pretty amazing. Life. I I'm kids at the All-Star game, he's shaking hands with LeBron James. He's eating Rubens. 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 Yeah, ask uh, your boy Darren Ravel about all that shit. All right, I'm gonna text Darren right now. All right. Uh while you do that, let's hear another word from our sponsor. Beautiful. All right, we uh we're just gonna end it there, I guess. Uh great show today, Ben. Good job. Thank you so show much. Show number two under your belt. How are you feeling after all that? I feel good, man. I'm ready to get my my chinchilla tattoo. J- f- fucking chinchilla. It better be a face tattoo, to be honest. It's not gonna be it's gonna be like a tram stamp or like a foot tattoo. All right, whatever. Um just wait until the like actual sports are going on. We can talk some NFL. You oh, know? Don't can you stop teasing me? What? Give me the beef jerky. Oh, football. I meant football, not the beef jerky. Football, yeah. yeah well, football. Once football's rolling around, we're going to be right in the thick of things. And we also, now we've got a Cleveland correspondent. Oh, Ben Fontana be- did a wonderful job today coming on. I, I texted him this morning. I actually woke champs. up to those uh, Darren Ravel PMT texts, or not text, the uh, the Twitter beef, and I saw that he was tagged in all that shit. I'm like, I got to get a hold of this fucking kid. So I hit him up, and sure enough, he came on the show, did a great job. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. You're hired. And uh, that's that's going to do it for us today. So uh, we appreciate you sticking around for, what what are we on, three hours now? Four hours? Has it been that? Is that nah, it? I, I think really like an hour and ten minutes. But uh, we appreciate you if you listen to the full thing. Why don't you send me a DM, and if you did listen to the full thing, enter into a contest. I'll give you a bag of beef jerky. The third person that says that they listen to this full episode will get a bag of beef jerky. The third? The third. Well, it should be every third person. Every third person. Yeah, All right. Let's get the numbers up. Like, we have friends. Sounds good. Why aren't you listening? Well, I don't want to give up too much of my product. Okay, well, give them little bags. Every third person. All right, sounds good to me, but um, hopefully you'll hear us again next week. So thanks for sticking around, and um, we'll see you around. So for Ben Soren, I'm John Longton, and we will catch you next week.